God is with us. One of the hobbies my dad had after he retired was genealogy. And I would come home from school and he'd been working on this stuff all day and just waiting to tell somebody all about it. So he'd start telling me all these stories of these different people and you know when they came to America and where and these different important figures in our line like kings and saints and and I don't I don't want to brag or anything but my genealogy goes all the way back to Adam. <laughs> now, when you're a teenager and you hear all those names and things, you 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 just your eyes glaze over, you know. Maybe I wanted to give you that experience here a few minutes ago, but you you hear all these people, you're like, I don't know who they are and how that relates to me at all. And so, you're not really interested in that. But sometimes I I was kind of growing and learning and so I tried to, to like interrupt him and say Dad, why, why, why is this so important to you? Because whenever somebody repeats themselves, whenever someone keeps telling you things, I'm like, okay, why is this so important? Let's just get to the punchline. And he would say, he basically said this, well, if it wasn't for them, there wouldn't be a you. And that's a good thing. Today we're told about all these people that were chosen by God part of his plan to bring us a savior. And some of those names we probably recognized. Abraham, David, you, you recognize some of those names. There's probably a lot of names you don't know a whole lot about, and there's not even a whole lot about them in, in the Bible. But it's, it's part of our story. And there's a lot of imperfection in that story. And I wanna kinda maybe note a couple things like even the king Ahab was a, Ahaz was a king you know who was not a good man and yet he's part of the line of the savior that there's this imperfect person in his line but even what else is noteworthy what would a, a good Jewish person recognize well they would they would note that there are these in particular these women that are part of the story and it seems odd that the types of women they are that they're tied to Jesus. For example, this woman named Tamar, she had married the son of Judah. And then that son named Ur, he, he died without leaving any children. So the custom was, okay, well then, not to leave her kind of floating there, but one of the brothers, the father is to arrange a brother to marry her. Well, the brother was Onan. So Onan marries this woman, Tamar. But he's like, well, if I have any kids, my brother gets credit, so I don't really care. So he made sure that they would never get pregnant. And then he died. And so then here, the father, it's his turn. He needs to find a new brother or somebody for her to marry to help take care of her. Instead, he says, just go away. Like, I'll deal with this later. And so she kind of goes off back home. So then later, he goes to the temple to offer sacrifice. And... She disguises herself, this is PG-13 by the way, uh, he disguises herself as like a temple prostitute. And so then he goes and he, he sleeps with her and she ends up getting pregnant with twins. And so here we have a woman who's pregnant with twins who acts like a prostitute and sleeps with her dead father's husband. Merry Christmas. <laughs> it's in the line of the Savior. And it's like, whoa, 
Like, if this is today, we would do everything we could to try to hide that. Or if we heard about that bad news, we would just say, we would just try to cancel Jesus. Cancel the line because there's things that are imperfect. And yet, it's precisely into an imperfect line that Jesus comes. That it's precisely into an imperfect family that that Jesus needs to come. There's, There's all sorts of other examples. All that, you know, Rahab, she was the one who, she let in the two spies from Israel into Jericho so that they could, you know, spy on the land and then come in and take over Jericho. But she also happens to be a prostitute. So here's this woman who betrays her own people. She's a prostitute. And from her line comes the Savior. That God's plan is messy. Or rather, God can take a messy plan and make something really good and awesome come from it. That's the point for me. That's the reason the church gives us this gospel. Yes, it's, it's showing us our salvation history. And, and the more we know about these stories, the more we can actually feel at home in the story. Does that make sense? Hey, if you don't know a lot about these people, here's a suggestion. You may have heard Father Mike Schmitz is a Catholic priest in Minnesota. He's got a podcast called The Bible in a Year. It's real popular. It's like top number on uh, iTunes, a podcast and all that stuff. And so you can pick it up anywhere. But if you want to learn more about scripture, if you want to grow more in faith, it's a real easy thing to download. And I think it's like maybe 20 minutes a day. What's great about it is he doesn't just read you scripture, but he helps explain it. You know, because sometimes you read scripture and you're like, I have no idea who these people are and what this means. And he's like, I got you. (laughs) He's like, so anyways, kind of put that out there to learn more. But it speaks into us that maybe, maybe it's okay that my story is not so perfect. I was talking with a counselor recently and I was sharing with her about myself and my family and kind of processing some things. And and in the course of the conversation, here's the things I brought up to her. I was like, yeah, in my family, yeah, we have alcoholism, divorce, abuse, unfortunately, paranoia, accusations, cutting people off. And yet this is the story that's made me. And that's a good thing. And so Jesus is the one who chooses to come into an imperfect story as the perfect one to help redeem us. And we can feel really inferior, like, you know, I don't, I don't even know if my faith is that strong. I don't know if I believe these things. I don't know, you know, if God knew what I've done. Or we, we can come up with all sorts of reasons why God doesn't want to come be with me. But the answer, the reality is, Jesus comes to be with us, not when we're perfect, but precisely in our imperfection. And he comes in a manner and a form that we can connect and relate to in a way that's disarming. Sometimes we can think, God's just waiting for me to mess up. But no, God is waiting for me to love and be loved. Where my invitation is to to open up my heart, my arms, and, and to receive him, the Prince of Peace, 
And so maybe this is more timely than ever that, you know, it's, it's been a hard year. It's been a hard couple of years. Does God know that? That somehow this year is part of his plan to do something really good and beautiful in our lives. And I can't control what's happened. I can't even control what's going to happen, a lot of things. But I can choose to open up and to let him in. And, and I can choose to also open up my heart to an imperfect family, which we probably all feel like we have. And maybe there's an invitation there that just as Jesus comes to reconcile us to the Father and to one another, that you and I who know of God's love and peace with us where we are, that, that we can become agents of that reconciliation as well, that we can maybe look across the dinner table and say, hey, I know that I'm not the easiest to love, and I'm sorry about that, but I would like a relationship with you going forward. Or maybe, you know, our family, it's not real perfect, is it? No. But I'm glad you're in it. Because we're always tempted in the face of difficulty and brokenness. We're tempted to just close it off and go away where we think it's better. But yet somehow what's been given to us, our story, our family, that somehow that's the very means that God wants, through which God wishes to save us. And so we need his grace and his guidance to be able to figure it out. But he'll be with us every step of the way. And so knowing he's with us, that God doesn't leave us alone in our brokenness. God doesn't judge us. He comes to be with us in the midst of everything.